Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ML Sports Platter back with you, brought to you by Bonnet Sales and Service, Rosie's Corner and Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And of course, a big tip of the cap, thank you to our friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley and Daryl Aber. Well, we've arrived at the uh, final game of the college football season and you know, it's been kind of a great year. Um, I know that a lot of people are discouraged about the sport right now, and I'm one of them. I think the transfer portal is out of control. I, I don't really mind the NIL that much. Um, even guys like Caleb Williams making north of $3, 4000000 million, I just don't really care as much about that. But the portal's out of control. Um, you know, the way the bowls are played, guys, you know, getting to their new programs, uh, there is a give-up situation with the portal, right? You can get into a situation that... Maybe it'll turn around, but it, I mean, I don't know what it teaches an 18-year-old kid to, you know, go to a place, fight a little bit of adversity, and go, ah, I just can't do this. I'm just going to quit. Uh, there's just so many factors and layers to it. The Bulls overall have been horrendous, but none of the Bulls really matter, right? They're glorified exhibitions. I do think they're important for most programs and certain programs from the standpoint of guys who are going to be there and programs that are building and maybe a new coach coming in. Hello, Syracuse. Uh, you know, programs in transition. I do think they're important in a case-by-case. Um, but overall, they're glorified exhibitions, and as long as all these guys are transferring all the time, the product's just not going to be that good. And then you have Florida State, you know, a program that gets screwed out of the college football playoff. Fans come at them with, oh, see, they're not that good anyway. Well, I mean, come on, they had 13 starters out of the game, uh, opt-outs and all the rest. Uh, I got into some battles with buddies of mine who were like, oh, they quit on the team. It's no different than anybody else. What about Kyle McCord? How come nobody's talking about Kyle McCord, who's coming to Syracuse, who transferred out from Ohio State? Did he quit on his team? What about Caleb Williams of USC? He knows he's probably going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. He didn't play in the bowl game, doesn't want to risk injury. Did he quit on his team? Like, if you're going to hammer Florida State, you need to hammer everybody. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, Florida State's situation, much different than all of those others in terms of getting screwed by the committee. And many of those players are also NFL bound. So it's a two, uh, it's kind of a two hitter there, right? It's it's a double whammy. Um, it's not just a tramp, transfer situation. Uh, it, it's, it's, it could be transfer and pros uh, and or pros. It could be uh, you know, anything, uh, you know, screwed by the committee. It, it could be three-way at this point. I mean, you could be a, a guy who's transferring out of the program and you have NFL aspirations in a couple of years. So uh, the whole Florida State thing's a disaster, but what they really want at the end of the day is they want to make money. They want you watching the games in front of your television, eating a ton of food during the holiday season and eating your eggnog, drinking beer, drinking wine, drinking mixed drinks, and watching all the football and most notably Football that you hope is great or elite in the college football playoff. And we got both of those. And I'm going to preview the championship game between Michigan and Washington. But I just had a couple of quick thoughts um, on the two games before that that got us here. Um, and, and I'll be real quick with this. Number one is it's very simple um, with with the two games, right? Michigan and Alabama and, and, and Washington and Texas. You basically saw these four teams you know, kind of play how they've played all year, right? Michigan, they win in the trenches. They beat you down. They 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 crush you physically. Um, they win the line of scrimmage, and they have the ground and pound. And then on occasion, JJ McCarthy makes that redonkulous throw, and you're screwed. You know, and the defense is going to come at you, and they're going to send 15 to 18 kids to the to to the to the pros, right? I mean, that's that's where we're at with that. And 
and McCarthy was good, right? Um, you know, the kid Wilson from Michigan had some really nice catches in this game. Uh, Blake Corum was dominant like he has been. It's funny, my buddy Kevin Rich loves Michigan. And 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 I had told him, you know, a couple months back, I was like, Blake Corum for, you know, for Heisman, perhaps? I mean, I, you know, I, I, I could have made the argument for this kid. I really could have. I mean, he is the straw that stirs the drink for this team. 1,100 plus yards, tough as nails, heart of the team, 25 touchdowns on the year. I mean, Corm's the best running back in, in college football. Uh, so Michigan won the way they've won. Alabama lost the way they've lost all year long. They had a very, very, very iffy offensive line. Um, and that last play of the game was stupid. The last play of the game, you know, all the timeouts, all the BS, all the time wasted. You knew what they were going to do. They were going to run a shotgun to Milrow. And I love the people like, oh, well, if the snap was clean, he would have made it. Eh, I don't think so. Everybody knew that was coming. Everybody knew that play was coming because the only guy who was going to get the ball there is Milrow. Now, having said that, I would have given the ball to Milrow also, but I would have bootlegged him out, tried to maybe see if I could find an open receiver or whatever uh, in that case, or I don't know, try to bootleg him out and see if he has a one-on-one situation with a linebacker who he he can beat with his moves. So uh, Alabama lost the way they've lost all year. It was still a great year for Alabama. This probably should have been like a nine and three, eight and four type team. But Milrow came on. They 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 pulled out a lot of tricks out of the hat. They beat Auburn on a fourth down and long. Uh, you know, they won a bunch of games probably they, they didn't belong in. Uh, and I feel, still think it was a really great year. I mean, they win 12 games. I know Alabama fans are not going to listen to this and, and, and agree because it's Alabama. But it probably was more like a nine-win team this year. I mean, seriously. Uh, they won 12 in total. They won the SEC and they ended up in the college football playoff. I don't know, man. That seems like a great year to me, even by Alabama standards. Alabama fans, the only ones who will argue with that because of ridiculous expectations. Washington 37-31 over Texas. Washington is the best offense in the country. They have been from day one. They're the most explosive offense in the country. And I just will tell you right now, I mean, why not Michael Penix Jr. as the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft? I mean, 430 yards, two touchdowns. He throws dimes. There's nobody who throws a prettier, deeper, accurate, more accurate ball in college football. Dylan Johnson, super physical. Don't know if he'll be ready for the championship game, but he was unbelievable in this game, you know, two touchdown wise. He didn't have a ton of yards, but he got some big ones when it counted and was great in the red zone. And then they have three legit NFL wide receivers led by Romeo Duze, who should be a top 10 or 15 pick. He's unbelievable. Jalen Polk as well uh, was unreal in this game. Both of those guys combined for 227 yards and a touchdown. They were absolutely spectacular. Washington, explosive. And Texas kind of gets in its own way a little bit. You know, they pass a little bit too much and they try to get a little fancy and they try to use the offense of theirs to counter the offense of Washington. And Washington's is better. It's superior. You know, Quinn is really good. He's not Michael Penix Jr. Baxter is really good. He's not Dylan Johnson, you know, and Penix Jr. can run out of the pocket as well. I think that Baxter and Blue should have been used a little bit more. Ewers can also run. I think they should have run the football more and then set up the pass, maybe kind of use more methodical plays and a balanced offense to keep it away from Washington. But either way, you know, those four teams, two great games, four teams, you know, won and lost the way they've won and lost all year. And now we've arrived at Washington and Michigan for the championship game, which I will preview next on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our tremendous friends over at Rosie's Corner. Stop by for Fish Friday every week, Route 11 in Brewerton, in front of the Brewerton Bridge. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, and thank you as well to our good friends from Ken's Auto Detailing and Bowers & Company CPAs. The championship game tonight, Michigan, Washington, who takes it? The matchups, 
I can't wait for this one. We'll talk about it all next on The Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Mike Lindsley back with you on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap. Thank you as well to Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf, Courtney of Maple Downs Senior Living Community, and Ken's Auto Detailing, Route 11 in Cicero and Brewerton area. If you need a car detail, truck, boat, whatever it might be, or the chrome coating for the winter season, head on over to Ken's Auto Detailing and follow them on Facebook for all of their specials as well. The ultimate chess match. The ultimate contradiction, right? The ultimate black-white, Jekyll-Hyde, snow-sun game, Washington and Michigan. 14-0 against 14-0. Takes you back to the late uh, early 90s, does it not? Redonkulous matchup here. And I can't wait to see the trenches game, the running game, right? Blake Corum, the play action, the toughness, Harbaugh, Michigan, Midwest, right? Punch you in the mouth, rock fight if needed against the finesse, look at us, firework display of Washington, led by Michael Penix Jr., over 4,600 yards on the season with Dylan Johnson, if he plays a Dunze and all those NFL wide receivers against the NFL guys on both sides of the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan, great defense, unbelievable in the trenches, great running game, a quarterback who can make plays if he gets, you know, the balance of the ground game. This game's going to be bonkers. I can't wait for it. And I think it's an ultimate toss-up game. I think Temple will handle who wins this game. If Michigan runs the, the, the tempo, they'll win the game in that 23-20 mold, 26-23, 27-21, that kind of mold. If Washington dictates the tempo, I'm looking at like a 33-23 game, 35-21 game, uh, 30-20 kind of thing. Uh, I think Washington would get into the 30s if they handle the tempo. This is an interesting game too. And Joel Klatt with Colin Cowherd, by the way, they were talking about this the other day on a podcast, and that segment is so good, by the way, and there's nobody who rolls college football off the tongue better than Joel Klatt. He was talking about how this game Michigan has prepared for for a long time. Because if you remember a couple of years ago, it was the Garrett Wilson show, C.J. Stroud, and all those Buckeyes playing against Michigan. And Michigan had to deal with a high-powered offense at Ohio State multiple years that looks exactly like this Washington team, and my goodness, is he right. So this is going to be an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, game. It's going to be an amazing chess match between these two. Um, And you know what? Like, this is a Jim Harbaugh moment, right? Like, this is an unbelievable time for Jim Harbaugh. With the investigation still going on, if they win it, will it get stripped? If they win it, will there be an asterisk? If they win it, will he leave? I mean, there's so many things going on with Mitch. If If they don't win it, will he still leave? So... Um, you know, Harbaugh has won everywhere he's gone. He coaches the 40, well, he coaches Stanford, they're winners, Andrew Luck, blah, blah, blah. Great program, set Stanford on its path for a while until they've sucked recently. Then he, you know, San Francisco 49ers, Kaepernick plays in a super, I mean, every single place the guy goes, he wins. I think he's going to the NFL eventually. I don't know if it's right after this year. I do think if they win this game, he has a better chance of leaving a la Pete Carroll. Getting out of the situation, you can't get me. Ha ha, I'm in the NFL. Do I think that the sign stealing was something? I do. Do I think it was everything? I don't. Because look at what's happened. If you're accusing them of sign stealing, they beat the piss out of that weak Big Ten schedule, 
and against the big boys, we don't have evidence of any kind of sign stealing, right? And they're pounding on the best opponents they played all year, right? Like clearly, you know, I've said it all year. Michigan's schedule was weak all year. They beat a really good Penn State team. They beat a great Ohio State team and that's it. Everybody else was a powder puff. Florida State's schedule was harder. Bama's schedule, Texas, Washington by far was harder than Michigan's. But in the college football playoff, big boy time. They beat Bama. Bama's better than anybody on the Michigan schedule. And now they're playing Washington, who's better than anybody they played before as well. Kalen DeBoer, big moment for him. He's had six career double-digit winning seasons, right, in his career. He's been at Washington now building this thing up for, what, a couple of years we know he's bounced around. He's one of the best offensive minds in college football. He has an 104 and 11 coaching record, right? He's 2 and 0 in bowls. Unbelievable, unbelievable pedigree is OC Southern Illinois, Fresno State, Eastern Michigan and Indiana, blah blah blah. Fresno State head coach for 2 years. Right? He's a Midwest kind of guy, South Dakota, loves the cold. And he played baseball at Sioux Falls, by the way. Isn't that unbelievable? That's pretty incredible. Um, you know, it seems like every football guy plays baseball, right? Everybody plays baseball. You know, baseball can, you can say anything you want about it being so down, and I will agree with you, but everybody still has played baseball or wants to play baseball. It's crazy. It's crazy. So in this game, again, tempo, it's going to mean everything. I have no idea who I want to pick. I really don't. This game is so hard for me to pick. I think this game is going to come down to a couple things. Tempo, which I've already mentioned. And I think a big turnover somewhere. I don't know where it's going to happen, but can Michigan's corners control a Dunze and like pick off a play? Can they do that? You know, um... Michigan likes to mix and match the secondary a lot, a la the Baltimore Ravens. You saw the Ravens do that against the Dolphins, you know, where they play press man and all of a sudden it's like, hi, we're going to play zone and Tyreek Hill's like, WTF, what? So I I think matchup tempo, big turnover, um, fast start. You know, can McCarthy, if he's asked to, if Washington gets out in front, and Michigan can't just run with Corum. Can can McCarthy, you know, put on a superhero cape and somehow make some amazing throws to equal Penix Jr.? I don't think he can do it for a whole game. I think he can do it for a quarter or two. McCarthy also was efficient this year like you wouldn't believe. 22 touchdowns to four picks. He only had 2,800 plus yards. But when you've got Blake Corum and you have Edwards, right, and you've got a little bit of McCarthy as well. He had three touchdowns rushing, you know, and and almost 200 yards rushing as well. When you take Mullings, Edwards, Corum, you know, McCarthy, you take that total ground game, and they had 2,200 plus yards on the ground this year. You know, when you look at Washington, their their predominant offensive ways, you know, it's it's the air attack, and rightfully so, rightfully so. So I cannot wait for this game. Um, I mean, my God, look at these numbers, by the way. I mean, Penix Jr., 4,600 plus yards, 35 touchdowns. And he also could get out of the pocket as well. Um, three touchdowns. He, you know, he counted for 38 touchdowns this year. 
<laughs> hey, you know, it's incredible. Incredible. Dylan Johnson had 1,100 plus yards too. I mean, he's just as good, if not more physical than Corum, right? I would take Corum if I had to, but Johnson, man, he's good. You know, Adunze, they had two 1,000-yard receivers in Polk and Adunze. Both those dudes going to the NFL. So this game's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And it's going to be great. And I'm picking Washington. I just, I, I think I'm partly guessing. It's hard. It's a toss-up. But I'm going to take Washington because I think that offense eventually can explode for a couple of big plays. And I trust the Dunze. I trust the big plays. I trust them playing the numbers game to get the big play. And I'm going to pick Washington in this game. But I think Michigan's offense actually can hang for a bit. And it ends up being like, you know, a one possession game and a one possession win. 30 to 24, Washington wins the national championship in Houston, Texas. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our great friend Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual New York State. Tax efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today at advisors.massmutual.com. And a monster tip of the cap thank you to Liverpool Physical Therapy. Ken's Auto Detailing, the Al and Angus Pub, and our great friends at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. Make sure you log on to stanleylawoffices.com and see how they've helped a ton of clients do exactly that today. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online. This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. Betonline.ag is the website. Bet Online, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E. 
AV on YouTube.